Hey there, this is AB, and uh, this is the Talk About God podcast. Um, sorry it's been a while. To be honest, I've been insanely busy. Sounds insane. <laughs> I am busy again today, but I figure, what the hey, I will talk to you while I do the, ins- the, like, the farm work that I had no idea was going to exist, yet here we are. So, to catch up to speed, today is day two of my project, which is putting gravel in the floor of my shop in preparation for concrete. Um, never done anything like this before. It is exhausting. And when I say it's exhausting, I mean it's exhausting. Um, it shouldn't be as bad as it is. Um, please excuse if you can hear my four running. I'm trying to, the battery is going dead on it. And I'm trying not to let it shut off on me again because I don't want to keep jumping it because I need it um, to make my work easier. Anyway, so it shouldn't be as hard as it has been um, when they put everything in. Sorry, I have a dog that's in love with a mouse that ran away from her as well. Poppy, leave it. Um, But when they put in the shop itself, they created a muddy mess for me between the plumber and the post holes. So I have spent a whole day yesterday scraping mud out of the millings that are on the floor which is just like crumbled up asphalt some millings um which was a beautiful base um that is now just garbage and so I'm trying to clean that up before I put more gravel on it um because if not it's just gonna continue to be a mess um so I'm trying to do it the right way and it's work and it's exhausting but what all of that brings me to the whole point of me sharing this incessant hard work with you because make no mistake I got up this morning when I say I'm sore I'm not joking (laughs) I have been shoveling a 20 by like I don't know, 25 square foot space, or 20 by 25 shop yesterday. And then I have the other remaining part of the shop. It's a 40 by 20 shop. So I got it two thirds done yesterday and I get to finish it. But, um, sorry, I'm very scattered. As you can tell, I haven't had enough coffee. I decided to get up and do this before I talked myself out of it. Because again, when you're sore, the last thing you want to do after a full body workout is go the next day and do it all over again. Mind you, if you have listened to me before, at some point you've heard my testimony, like my life, who I am, what I deal with, all that stuff. But as a nice, quick, fast refresher course, I will tell you why I got up this morning to come out here and torture myself again. And it's not just because it's like work that needs to be done, which is also very true. But It is primarily because I was never supposed to be doing this. By that, I mean, if things had gone according to my physicians growing up with rheumatoid arthritis and linear scleroderma, I should be dead. (laughs) I should have been long dead. I should have been dead at 18. I should have been in a wheelchair by the time I was 10. However, I will be turning 35 this year 
in a few short months. So yes, I'm excited. Um, but anyway, I'll be turning 35 this year and I'm not dead. Um, shocker. I am not in a wheelchair. What am I doing? I am in a shop kicking a shovel um, and lifting it and dumping all this stuff and like doing what feels like backbreaking work that I want to give up on. That obviously, of course, makes me sore. It makes me hurt. Um, I'm pushing my body to its physical limits two days in a row because yes, it needs to get done but also because I'm so incredibly grateful. Never would I have imagined this. Never would I have imagined life on a farm. <laughs> Anyone who act actually knows me would have known that like, would know that three years ago, if you told me this is gonna be my life by the time I was 35, I would have laughed at you. Um, why? Because I never really considered myself like a outdoorsy, kind of girl I still don't want to like sleep on the ground if I'm gonna be honest just it's not comfortable um, but like I live in a camper I know I'm insane it's totally fine if you judge me if you want but it's a really nice 320 square feet perfectly enough space for me my two dogs my two cats my two kids and my husband we are not hating on it we enjoy it it's a beautiful life to be honest, that we get to leave, lead. It's very enjoyable. Please excuse me if I sound insane because I am, again, shoveling while talking to you. And I just got started. So it's like, oh, it's exhausting. Anyway, um, I can't help but get up and want to do these things because I can. Sounds crazy, I know. But the fact that I can, the fact that this was never anyone's plan for me I can guarantee you if you were to ask my parents neither one of them would have dreamed that this is what I would be doing with my life but I'm learning that food it can heal you or it can harm you it's been very clear in my life change in diet significantly improved my life um, and improved my arthritis now it was a matter of being obedient um, knowing that God had plans for me and wanted to heal me and I had to do the work like it wasn't instant but I'm getting there um, knowing my limits which right now I'm very much testing but it's also really rewarding and very comforting when I see the work that my hands can do when I give it a go. Let me tell you, shovel loads of mud and rock. Oh, it'll it'll take it out of you. Thankfully, it's cooler outside here, so I can do it in 40 degree weather and not. I don't know. I'm just thankful it's not 90. Because doing this in 90 degree weather, I think I would probably have given up <laughs> a while ago. But it's good. It's good. I'm glad that I get to. So anyway, just wanted to update you. Life on the farm. We are gearing up, like I said, to get gravel and hopefully concrete 
before too terribly long, but before the concrete comes, we are building a chicken coop. Yes, I said it, a chicken coop. I am unbelievably excited about this chicken coop. It's gonna be gorgeous. It's gonna have a lot of sentimental value <laughs> to me already, right? It's weird because it's not even built yet, but I uh, saved windows from our very first home we ever bought, you know, because it was all the rage back then um, when you replaced windows and you had old windows, you would save them and people would use them to make random stuff. I don't know, picture frames. I feel like everybody had a picture frame made out of a window. Anyway, I didn't make a picture frame. I held on to it. Three, I believe, to be exact. My husband thought I was insane, um, but that's okay because I probably am a little bit. And he has been asking me for, I don't know, over seven years now. What are you gonna do with these windows? Why do we keep moving them? <laughs> why do we keep taking them with us when we go? Well, my chicken coop is the why. You're welcome. It was not for nothing. My chicken coop will have beautiful windows, old, beautiful windows that are a piece of where we started on a piece of property that hopefully, Lord willing, will get to be where we finish. So, coop's gonna have sentimental value starting out. I'm gonna have some birds. I've already got um, some goats lined out. All of this is to say that our limitations should not be dictated by other people. I know it sounds crazy, but again, if I had listened, right, to the words spoken over me, because words have power. Um, that's scriptural, you can find it everywhere if you do a quick study on words. Words have power. There's the power of life and death in your tongue. God himself, I think Jesus is the one who technically said it, but regardless, God said it. So, one, be careful what you speak over people. Like even in frustration, when you're annoyed with somebody and you call them something, or you say something that you would not say to their face, you are still speaking that over them. Whether they're there to get offended or hurt by it or not, doesn't change that fact that you are still speaking that over them, okay? So, I encourage you, don't do it. <laughs> it's hard, I know, I get frustrated too. Trust me, I am not perfect. I am not, you know, Mother Teresa style or level of sainthood, I'm trying. I'm trying to get more saintly, but um, it's a process. So just be careful what you say. Um, and then if you are someone like myself, who's had a lot of death spoken over you in your life, be it from doctors, um, or if you're lucky enough to have it from doctors and <laughs> from people who are supposed to be close to you, people who are supposed to know you best and love you and all of those things. Um, if that's the case, know that you're not alone. Um, and just know, again, our limitations are only set by us and really God. And as long as you're not willing to listen to other people and sometimes yourself, I don't know about anybody else, but I will be the first to speak death up over myself. You can't do that. No way. That's too hard. Isn't that your husband's job? You should probably let him do that. That seems really hard. 
that's gonna be hard work. Maybe you should just wait for him to get home. Yeah, one, if I did that, a lot of things would take a lot longer to get done. Not knocking my husband, but he has a job. A full-time, gone off the farm job. And this is my dream. And it's insane. Trust me, it's insane to think. To genuinely be able to sit here and say that getting up day two after wanting to like crawl in a hole yesterday because of the sheer amount of work that I have done just yesterday, the sheer amount of work that I did. I can tell you that God is good. God is so unbelievably loving because in this, in this day to day, I'm already feeling better just because I got started, just because I got moving. I may pay for it later. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm still going to be sore. It's not going to go away permanently. I'm going to feel the work that my body has done later. But the fact that I'm already up, I'm already moving. Anybody who has arthritis will like, should totally get this. The fact that I powered through the initial pain and I got up and I got moving and I got motivated and I'm doing it, to me, is surely a testament to God. It is shocking to me what my body can do when I don't listen to myself, psyching myself out. Like I got up this morning and was like, I'll just take the day off. It's no big, just you need, you should rest. Just take the day off. This project's not going anywhere. <laughs> like it's not, if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. And if I don't do this, I don't have a brooder for my chickens. You know, like I've got chicks that are going to come soon. I don't have a place to have a brooder. I can't start on my chicken coop knowing that this project with a pile of rocks sitting in front of my garage, like this project has to get finished. If this project doesn't get finished, then I am no steps closer to a brooder. I'm no steps closer to a second bathroom, which would be amazing. I'm no step closer to an actual kitchen space um, that's outside the camper for the summertime. Like it would be insane to try and cook. It, it's awful trying to cook anybody who's lived camp life. It's awful cooking in the summer on a gas stove inside. It's just gross. Now you can modify, you can take it outside, you can grill, you can all of these things, which are great. And I've done it. I love camping, but the ability to bake a pie or a cake or whatever I want to bake on a bigger scale. Like if I want to go share cookies with somebody and show them the love of Jesus by making them something with my own two hands, which I do love to do. That's hard to do in this current season of my life. That involves me now going and using someone else's kitchen, which is not a problem. I'm very blessed. I'm so incredibly lucky that I have family that lets me use their kitchen. But to have the freedom to do it here, to see God putting that together, because that also means I get to have youth nights and invite families out to camp, camp tent style, the style that I won't do. But yes, camp in tents with their kids off grid, like shut your phones down. I'll take pictures for you if you need photographic evidence of this event. Just disconnect, unwind, and spend time with your family. They're gonna need a bathroom. Let's be real camper bathrooms are weird not everybody gets them I understand and I would just prefer to not have a bunch of people trampolining in and out of my tiny home so all of these things are building to something that I see long term 
that makes no sense to me because again, like I said, five years ago, three years ago, if you would have told me that this was the life I was envisioning, not only for myself, it's not just me, it's for my family. You know, we are all here together. We love it. And when I say we love it, I mean, we're the happiest we've ever been in our lives. I'm the most overwhelmed here than I've ever been in my life. I've got a dog that's very upset about this mouse friend that's not coming out. Leave it. No, leave it. Leave it. Don't sass back. Just leave it. Anyway, um, I'm going to walk past a noisy foiler that's running um, to get a trailer hitch for the foiler so I can hook a dump tra trailer to the foiler instead of having to pull this wagon full of said dirt and millings mix and drop it somewhere that's not in the garage. So bear with me on that. And the hitch is missing. This is farm life. Every time I go to look for something, it's never quite where it was when I left it. And I never know exactly what my husband's done with it. It's an interesting life. Um, anyway, so I'm gonna work on finding that. But just to say, like, life is insane. It is confusing. It is terrifying. Please make no mistake. It's terrifying. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I was literally talking to one of the kids yesterday. We were out here. Again, I was scraping. I did all this work while they were doing school. And then they get done with school and they come out to help. And we're, I'm dumping gravel in here. Um, and while I'm dumping gravel, then my husband gets off work and he shows up and the oldest is just like very much needing of direction. <laughs> she's, she doesn't know what she's doing. So she gets very, I don't want to say anxious is not the word, but she gets very confused easy. And then, yeah, I guess anxious is the word because she doesn't know what to do. And then it makes her feel awkward. All of these things. And she's like, I just don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, do you think I know what I'm doing? Like. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm glad that you think I carry it off well, but I don't have a clue <laughs> as to what it is I'm doing. I don't know. I'm just doing it. And the more I do, the more I learn. And I'm going to fail. I'm going to mess up. Like, I have 32 acres of land. How just never in a million years. I have these beautiful ideas for a garden and where it's gonna go in a big garden at that like <laughs> two acres it's not small and I have this idea for a greenhouse and um, as these ideas come about that again kind of blew my mind and don't make a lot of sense to me but as these ideas form and as they come about and I'm like man that's gonna be a lot of work man that's gonna be a lot of work that's gonna be a lot of work like the shop be a lot of work it is a lot of work but it's so good I can genuinely say I haven't even got started I don't have animals I do have animals coming <laughs> let me go back I have animals coming again I'm building a chicken coop I'm about to build a like a I guess a paddock <laughs> or something for some goats um, the animals will be here very very soon and they're gonna be work but this 
this work, man, I never want to do anything else. I can genuinely say, like, if I knew for a fact that the work that I was going to get to do, if the only work here I was going to get to do was shoveling this garage and I had to get up and do it like every day, like it just reset. And like, I would get it done and I would feel accomplished and then it would reset and I would get up and I would get it done and I would feel accomplished and it would reset and my body would be sore the whole time and all those things. I'd do that. I would do that day in and day out because I get to see this. I get to see what God has made, what he has given me, what has he blessed me with for me to turn around and like be just as creative as he has been and then watching what he does through my hands it's just I don't have I, I just I don't know I don't have words I know everybody's just like oh my gosh I'm so blessed but like I lost my job and I thought I thought that was it and I did I had dreams of this don't get me wrong but it seemed like that far-fetched thing, right? That thing that you always hope for, and you're like, one day, one day, it's like retirement. Like, don't we all wish our life away for retirement? It's like that. And um, we weren't here yet, and it felt like it was so far away. It really did. It felt just incredibly, oh, exhaustingly ridiculously far away and I'm coming to learn that being here it has uh, kind of healed me in this weird way that I never thought I even needed <laughs> like I struggled before coming here like with God because I feel like I always struggle with him at one time or another, like I'm constantly struggling with him, but um, I was struggling. I was struggling with my identity again because I had it rooted in what I was doing for a career and I was missing out. I was missing out on my kids, even though I was home all the time, right? I was working from home, but I was still missing out on my kids. I was missing out. Oh, this dog is after this mouse again and she's like high pitched. Leave it. No, leave it. Anyway, I was missing out on my family I was missing out um, I would work all day while I was present I wasn't really present right and then um, I would get off work and I would be just drained I don't know about anybody else but interacting with other people is hard for me um, it's emotionally and just mentally exhausting and so I would get off work after working a regular eight-hour day and then have to work on dinner and by the time it was left over, like I didn't even have much of myself left over for my kids. Literally, I was just run down and exhausted and so worried. Oh my gosh, so worried all the time about what now feels completely idiotic. And to then lose that all and realize that that's not my identity and find myself in him again and be here. We finally like, after it all went down, we were able to uh, get home about a month later. It took, it took a month. And 
being here really has changed things for me. The, um, I don't worry. He's got us. He's going to take care of us. Like, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that, like, I don't ever stress about things. It doesn't mean that I don't ever have moments where I'm like, oh, no, what are we going to do? But I'm, I just, I step outside and I'm mind blown. And then I quickly remember that, like, I never, I never imagined this for myself. And I love it so much that clearly he knows better. And if I am patient and if I step back and truly do give it to him and stop pulling it back, because that's like my biggest thing. I always am like, here, you take care of this. Like, wait, no, you're not taking care of it fast enough. Or I think I could do it better. Or just let me take that back. <laughs> and I don't know. He just, he always knows better. This place proves that to me. He knows best far better than I do and at that point I need to just take a step back and let him do what he does best and so that's what this has brought me um and again our limits are only set by ourselves like if I didn't have the gumption to seize this God-sized dream because that's what this is for me this is this is a God-sized dream not a me-sized dream this is this is a God-sized dream and so for me to seize that and run with it and embrace it for what it is and acknowledge who gave it to me has been unbelievably rewarding and don't get me wrong there's been some downtime like where I am out here twiddling my thumbs praying for spring <laughs> ready for it to come because once things get rolling there's always something to do on a farm everybody says it everybody who owns any amount of land will tell you it. there's always something to do on a farm whether you have animals or not there's always something to do on a farm I have been waiting for my something to do waiting for weather to warm up when it's below freezing it's hard to do things i'm out here in 40 degree weather shoveling um happily so the downtime was hard i will say just sitting inside and watching it be negative in temperature and just so awful was a little painful but i keep reminding myself that at some point there are going to be animals here and when there's animals here, even on those days, there's going to be work to be done. And that I just need to do it with joy. Because again, I am on borrowed time. Technically, we all are. No one's guaranteed a single day. And to not only still be here but to be doing this physically to physically be doing this it is humbling and it is evident that no one should ever bet against God <laughs> it's just it's mind-blowing so anyway, um, don't give up. Do not listen to what people say. 
Be a person that speaks life into other people, not death. Make it your goal that if you see someone that you think is quiet and reserved and oh man, they might have a chip on their shoulder because they don't really talk to anybody, know that that's probably somebody who's introverted, who is extremely um, awkward, (laughs) who questions everything, every interaction that they have with someone else. That could be somebody who's just guarded, who's been hurt, who's trying not to get hurt again, who could probably use a friend willing to walk up and say something like, hi, (laughs) what's your name? How you doing? You know, try to be that person. And trust me, from being that introverted person, I try to take my own advice. I try to be that person too. It's hard. But if you see me out and about, don't judge me, please. (laughs) Don't get upset with me if I don't just run up and be like, oh, hey super excited um, but just know that I struggle with everyone else and I am just equally as blessed as a lot of other people I'm not special I'm really not I'm just thankful to have an amazing savior who died to give me life eternal and it just so happens that my eternity gets to start here. My overwhelming joy and peace has also been found here because of him. Not because of necessarily what he's given me, because make no mistake, this land can be a curse just as quick as it is a blessing. It's him. It's his indwelling. It's the fact that he gets me up and he motivates me. It's the fact that he pours into me in his word that I get up every day and I read at least a chapter. Trust me, I'm doing the January. (laughs) I've tried to get like three to a half chapters in a day. I am already behind today, so do not think that I'm holier than thou. I am not. (laughs) But I try. I try to be better each day. So I just, I don't know. I encourage you. I pray that somehow you find him actually he finds you so if he if you're being weighed upon that's probably him um it's not always fun i get chastised not really chastised i get correction that's what i like to he doesn't really chastise he corrects um and nobody likes hearing they're wrong nobody likes being corrected so there's that but at the end of the day he's a good father And like every good father, he's going to call you out when you mess up and slip up. And uh, I personally would not have it any other way. So, um, as always, sorry for having a complete come apart (laughs) today. But apparently it was really needed for me. So I hope that you you get it. And um, as always, get in the bird. I cannot express enough how important, how impactful, how life-changing simply opening up a Bible and taking the time to read, even if you feel nothing. And let me tell you from personal experience, 98% of the time I feel nothing. But I remember that feelings lie. Feelings lie. I don't have to feel it to know it to be true. I don't have to feel the wind blowing to know that wind exists. 
I don't have to see oxygen entering my lungs to know that there is oxygen entering my lungs, keeping my body alive. I don't have to see or feel these things. I don't have to feel snow to know it's cold. Like, I don't have to. I know, I know these things. And the same thing for me applies to scripture. It applies to the Bible, it applies to God. You don't have to feel it to know it. So stop letting your feelings lie to you. When it happens, acknowledge that feelings lie and move on. Anyway, get in the word, get in the word, get in the word. God bless.